Welcome to the Post Sunday Podcast, presented by Genesis Church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. It's not just enough to know of God, we want you to know Him. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, it's time to rethink life the way God intended. This is the Genesis Post Sunday Podcast. What is going on, post-Sunday podcasters? This is your host, Pastor Johnny Sierra. I am excited to be joined with you guys by the one and only my co-host, Pastor Tim Grandstaff. What's up? We're super geeked because it's swag day. It's swaggy day. We now have a uniform on. (laughs) We got our work uniform on now. (laughs) Every episode, you have to wear the post-Sunday podcast shirt, sweatshirt. We have a different t-shirt coming. This is great. It's I'm all going to be unveiled for all of you watching, listening, to be able to grab some yeah, of this. And here's the goal. We have a goal on this, right? Yeah. You know what it is? What is it? We are, our goal is for more people to grab the PSP swag more than the Genesis Church swag. Let's do it. So that when Chad sees the numbers, <laughs> we just lay it on him. Boom. Let's go. Come on, PSP. PSP. Don't uh, fail loyals. us. Don't, don't, don't fail, fail us, this us time. now. Wear it loud. Wear yep. it proud. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, if you're, um, you can see it and check it out on YouTube. Uh, well, you know, for those that follow us we'll on YouTube. pictures on Instagram. Yeah, we'll get some on post. Instagram and stuff. But um, And a link for people to be able to order. Yes, big time. So uh, we'll appreciate the support and the love. Um, for I know we got we got a good, we got a good loyal following, man. We, we love our, our followers. They're great. Absolutely. Yeah, they're fantastic. It'll so. be priced good. We ain't making any money. We're no. just reselling it. Not at all, man. Honestly, yeah. it's just spread the spread it. Just get it out there. People can just type in post Sunday podcast on iTunes, Spotify. They, they you know, podcasts are very, very popular now. So people people know where to go and, and find it. So I mean I'm stoked. This is great. <laughs> You've been asking. We've been asking since like week three. Yeah, yeah. And it took till the final six episodes. Hey, man, we are progressively moving forward, and I love it. You know, it had to be done right. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't settle on what it was going to look like. And and things will change. Things will change. Um, Designs will change in the future. We'll get stuff going. But oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, The the swag is in, and then um, with that, as we've said, we are. Very interested in knowing what everybody's favorite part of the year was. Yes. So we want that those comments, those emails. Tell them where they can do all yeah, that. Yeah, no. If you uh, tell us what your favorite episode was has been. Uh, we are now 46 episodes in. We're getting ready to finalize this year. 52 weeks in uh, the Never Ending Story. What has been your favorite episode? We'd love to hear that. DM us on TikTok, Instagram. You can email us at postsundaypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, wherever platform you choose, uh, please, we'd love to hear back from you. But as well, man, if you're new with us, we're, we're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Post Sunday Podcast. You can find us there. And uh, we're excited to provide all these different platforms for you guys to be able to reach us, uh, be a part of what we're doing. And um, we're excited, man. We're, we're diving in, like I said, into episode uh, 46 here. Uh, continuing the book of Acts, which has been great. Uh, last week we talked about 
uh, Peter and Cornelius, which has been really good uh, to see how that particular moment just really had initiated the move of us Gentiles being a part of the plan and the story, and, uh, and it's been great. But now, you know, we're talking about Paul's mission and the, the great Paul. You know, we know him to be an amazing leader. Um, and we, we, we stem these out of our Genesis Church services and teachings that we do. Uh, and you can find that. Uh, we're in East Orlando, 815, 930, 11 o'clock. Join us live or at GenesisChurchOrlando.com. You can join us live there online. But um, Pastor Chad brought a tremendous message uh, and really summed up Paul's ultimate mission uh, in what he was trying to aspire to do uh, as he was, you know, as he spent time in the gospel, growing himself, understanding, kind of relearning things, yeah. right? Because there had to be a lot of um, things really uh, worked out in his life because he was a great religious leader. And so there had to be some, some, some things worked out there in his life. But now that he's taking everything forward, um, Paul, uh, Chad brought an overall scope of what things were, but yeah. we want to kind of hone in on one of Paul's missions and and kind of just dive into that. So, yeah, so when when we're doing this, it's because the narrative is trying to show people the story, how it was given, how it was shared, and then how it spread. Yeah. And that's what's happening in the book of Acts. Now you're seeing the gospel of Jesus. It, it's funny because... The amazing part is the church is being persecuted, you know, in so many different ways. And yet as it's being persecuted, it just continues to grow that's and it's crazy. strengthening. And that's, you know, wow. to me, one of those moments where like people are always so afraid, you know, no, this, this law is going to be in place. This is going to happen and it's going to come up against the church and we're never going to be able to do what we're doing. Yeah. And it's like, God always gets the good news out. That's amazing. Nothing stops that. And we see that with Paul in Acts. And, and as Chad was talking about that, he really brought that filter back. You know, we keep repeating it. It's the, the message, the mission, the miracles. God gave Saul a message on at the Damascus Road when he had an encounter with Jesus. He gave him a mission, and then he began doing miracles. And he does this throughout his whole ministry. He has three missionary journeys. And within them, you see him sharing the message, being on mission, and then being part of some crazy miracles. And so, as we said, that filter is just there. And, and you can't just hone in on one piece. We want the full picture. Yeah. It's the whole gospel for the whole person. And that is the never-ending story of God. And when we are introduced to Paul and his mission, um, it tells us that in chapter 13, that Paul at one point stands up and he motions to everyone with his hands, fellow Israelites, you Gentiles who worship God, listen to me. And the cool part is that then he like goes all the way back and he begins to tell the whole story of God, what we've been doing all year on this podcast, right? Like he, he doesn't tell piece of it, just the new part of it, just a portion of it. He brings the whole story into play. This is why we keep, that's why we're called Genesis church. We go back to the beginning of God's story. Paul goes back. You think of that's what um, we've been saying: real places, real, real people, people, real time. time. That's what Paul's doing there. Uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. We didn't hit that story in Acts, but it says that the eunuch is 
reading this scroll. The Spirit of God leads them up to him. What are you reading? He said, can you explain it to me? And it says, and he goes back to tell him from the time of Moses. Wow. There's something about going back and telling the full story of God. Our listeners, our watchers, the people who attend our church, the emails we're getting, the messages, the DMs, this is what God does. When you tell his whole story, it transforms and changes people's lives. He does this, and then he ends this way. He says in Acts 13, 38, listen to how beautiful this is, and Chad pointed this out. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, Jesus, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. A justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. So he literally is saying everything about the story of God is summed up and found in Jesus. Everything you've ever needed since sin entered the world is found in the salvation of Jesus. And everything you thought you were never able apart to be, the invitation is given by Jesus. And so Chad did such such a great job with those, the, the, that mission and those messages and those miracles. You know, he talked about how Paul, it wasn't easy. Paul is flogged. He's beaten. He's put in jail. Um, he, go, he, he faces opposition everywhere he goes, and he's relentlessly committed to the gospel and the mission. And then he, he shared about how, and I love this little aspect, there were parts where Paul wanted to go one place, you know, and the, it says, and God and the Holy Spirit shut the door and sent him in another one. And so for some of us, sometimes we want to head in a certain direction. And God has a different plan. It's God's story. He's writing it. He's going to lead us and take us to where he needs us to go. Yeah. We have to keep that in perspective. And so I loved all that he said. And what you and I were talking about was because it was such a big scope. Yeah. Was how do we come into one of those missions? And I was like, okay, for all of our podcasters and listeners that are going to be like, wait, so like you pretty much ended in Acts around chapter 14 and 15. What about all the other stuff in there? That's a lot. Because we'll jump to yeah. Revelation, yeah. you know, pretty soon. Let's land in one of those stories, right? And I said, let's go. My favorite story is in Acts chapter 19 out of all the pieces of the book of Acts. Acts chapter 19, Paul is in Ephesus, and there's a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot, man. I, uh, I, for, for us, those that are in this journey, you know, of faith, right, we, we've been it for a while, you know, my encouragement for you guys, man, really look at Paul's life and his conviction, his, his, his transformation, a lot of us have been through that. But the, the conviction enough to continue the mission no matter what the cost. And I think, I think that is that ultimate next level. Like how, much, how, much, how much are you willing to be obedient? How much is your obedience, how, how much is your loyalty to God to you? What is it? What's the value there, right? We see that in Paul's life, enough to be beaten, enough to be scolded, enough to uh, go up in front of thousands and declare uh, who his God is. Like These are things that we can learn from. If the word of God and if we're, we're, it, the seed of God is the being deposited and the Holy Spirit is within us, he's given us that boldness to do these things. We can do these things, as Jesus says, and more. 
if we just live a life of, of obedience. And so looking at Paul's life, I mean, here in Ephesus, he's, he's, he's causing some drama, man. Like there, there's, there's, there's a lot being stirred up here in this place. And to me, so, there's so many applicable moments oh, man, in this story. Like this, this story gets me jacked up. <laughs> this story gets me like inside of like pieces of it that people may not know and see that just are riveting to me. And, and as you said, Paul's the one who writes the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Yeah. He lived that, he heard that, but he believed that and he experienced that. So he does live with this relentless commitment to the gospel of Jesus. And that is the question for us. What's the relentless commitment to the gospel of Jesus look like? So it tells us in the story, Acts chapter 9, if you have your Bibles and you're following along with us as you listen, um, and it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, real people, real places, real time, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. Now, Ephesus is like a the metropolitan city. If you were to go Google it, the temple there is enormous. The pillars, the structure, it's still one of those things if you happen to take that like Greece trip and you go to Rome and you go to these places, they'll still take you to the ruins of the Artemis temple. Um, all the trade, all, all the selling, everything kind of funnels through here. So you might not call it the New York City of its time, but it's close. So this is where everything's popping. So you have to keep that in perspective at the beginning of the story. And Paul rolls in and he grabs some of the disciples and, and he brings them in and he talks about some of you had the baptism of John, but not the baptism of Jesus and, yeah. and those moments that play out. But it really starts to take a turn in verse eight. And this is yeah. where like, I could study this over and over again. It says he entered the synagogue and for three months, so he didn't just roll into town. He comes into town and he sticks around. He spoke boldly reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. So there's that little just nugget for us again, that this is all about the kingdom of God. Right. And that is wherever the rule and reign of Jesus is. And so it's not the kingdom of God is someplace off in heaven one day that I get to when I die. The kingdom of God is here and now where God's people are, are, are on mission and believing and teaching the message of Jesus and so he says, but when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way, capital W, there's that word again. So that would be the believers, those following Jesus. Before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. So it says he goes to the synagogue for three months. They're so stubborn, they don't want to hear that Jesus the Messiah is the culmination of God's covenantal promise. So he takes it to the hall of Tyrannus, which is a hall where um, they would argue and banter philosophy. This is where the Greek, the Gentiles would gather um, kind of like a school, but not quite. But this is where you would go. Like you were, you were highly educated and you wanted to debate the philosophies, the ideologies, uh, um, all that kind of stuff. This is where you would go. And so Paul, remember who he is. He's a Pharisee and he's one of the top Pharisees. So we know he's 
of the best of the best education-wise. He has no fear to go in these places. I will go in a synagogue. I will go into a hall where they're debating philosophies of life, whether it's godly ones or ungodly ones. He stays there for two years. Think about this. This is all of Asia. Now, some scholars say that that would equate to about 2 million people hearing the word of God at, time. at that time. Wow. Yeah, that's... That's crazy. That's that's bold though, man. Like sticking around, you know, like I just, again, another lesson to be learned. Like there is beauty in sticking to it, you know? And I think we, we, we're such in a generation right now where we want that, that ROI, that return of investment just to come in so fast. And if it just doesn't work, right. Can you, can you imagine the discouragement he might've felt and said, I, I give up. And he would have missed out on 2 million people here, at least hearing about Jesus. You know what I mean? A deposit, a, being depositing the seed of, of the word of God in them because he just said, ah, oh, these guys are just giving me pushback. I don't think it's meant to be. Let's just go. It's not as easy as I thought. Like, this is hard. Like, we might not win every single conversation we might not win every single situation we things might not go our way and our and, 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 and in our favor but it's sticking to it it's saying with god there is a way with god it is possible right all things are possible in christ that is within me and so i love that man i love that there is a resilience with him um that that he's just not like taking these blows and saying all right i'm, I'm out this is not working. This he gave three much. months. He gave it three months and he gave it, he continued to give it even more from there. Like, yeah, gave it three months in one place. Yeah. Like in our faith for all of us, you give something three weeks and you don't see movement on it. <laughs> you give something a week. You give something three days and God hasn't <laughs> answered, right? Like this is how we live within That's our faith. Like, right like then God's not real. Yeah. God's not there. God's not listening. I may need to take this into my own hands and yeah. fix this and correct this. God, where are you? God, do you care? Do you, you hear me? If you're Paul, yeah. you're, you're like, God, you met me on Damascus Road. You're the one who told me this would be my mission. I'm spending three months in the synagogue teaching about who you are, the yeah. kingdom of God. And it says they're stubborn in their ways and they reject it. So instead of throwing his hands up, he goes, okay. I'm in the synagogue. I'll go to the hall of Tyrannus. I'll go to a whole different venue. Like I'm going to find somewhere to talk about yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I don't care where it is. And that is so true in our own lives. We have to find places to talk about Jesus. This is part of the mission of following him. And it may start in the church, but it needs to come outside of the church. It needs to go into other venues, in other places, and into other circles, and in into our neighborhoods, and our streets, and our workplaces, where they are sitting around, they're debating philosophies and ideologies, and you're speaking a kingdom one, an eternal one, into it. Like, this is Paul's mentality. Like, I know you're debating about the way of life this way. Let me tell you about the way of life Jesus brings. Like, this is how he thinks about it. And we live in a culture, you know this, where people are afraid to not only declare they're a Christian, yeah. to talk and live like one. Yeah, and that that has been our ultimate challenge for uh, at least here at Genesis Church, and we've been, we've been saying it here at the pod too. 
is, is now we've heard these things. What are we doing to apply these things to make a difference in those around us? Right? I think, I think the, the, the ball is on our court now. We have tossed the ball to the court uh, of our people. What are you going to do with this good news? What are you going to do with what you've been given? Like, how are you now going to take this out to the world? And so um, as the story continues on, though, I, this is one of my low-key kind of favorite moments. You know, we were making fun of it before <laughs> the pod here. But uh, and the Bible says it in Acts 19, 11, and God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. So here he is doing his work. Message, mission, miracles. We right. see it, man. Yeah. It's so good. It's all coming together. So there is stuff happening. Right. And so that that even hank handkerchief chiefs, right? You would say it that way. Not a handkerchief, but a handkerchiefs or <laughs> aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and the evil spirits carried out of them. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, there is power. Now, now let's get to the piece of the story, though, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You, that you had us at. Because <laughs> it says, Then some of the Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Mm. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Skeva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Would you like to read the next <laughs> I line? not do it. <laughs> So I was telling Pastor Tim and, and, and Alexis, our producer today, I was like, I can I, I can imagine this evil spirit having kind of a Smeagol voice. Uh, you guys know Lord of the Rings, Smeagol, right? It just kind of kind of saying, uh, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but I don't know who you are. <laughs> There it is. That's all we needed today. Shut the pot down. There you go. Turn it Thank off. Thank you. I, I, you're welcome. Put it, you're welcome for the laughs. You know listeners. that little button on Spotify that's the half 15 second like rewind? Just keep hitting that for a second. And re-listening to Johnny's Smeagol. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be someone's yeah, highlight. That's going to be someone's what's your, highlight. What's your favorite moment of the year? There you go. When Johnny read the Bible like Smeagol. You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> but I set you on a platter, man. You did, man. Right you set me up. But as you said, the, the response was, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them, so they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Listen to the, the details, right? You know why? Because they were trying to do something they had not been given the power to wow. do. And this is the problem with many Christians. We see God work and give power and anointing on someone to do a work. And we think everyone should be doing that work or everyone should be able to do this. This is why we walk into settings and go, I saw this over here. Why are we not doing it here? Yeah. Or is this person, I want to do what he's doing. Right, exactly. I want to be able to do what he's doing, and God didn't anoint him with the same mission he anointed Paul. So even the demon recognizes and says, I know who Jesus is, first and foremost. Can we just stop right there? That's crazy. The evil spirit, I know who he is. Paul's been in a synagogue for three months trying to get people to understand who he is. And the spirit immediately says, I know who Jesus is. Wow. Yeah. Just rest in that for a moment. Then he says, I know who Paul is. We know the one that God has called. We know the mission because you know what? They know your mission. 
they know what God has called you to do because they know that God is at work. And when they see the kingdom being expanded, you are a threat to them trying to overcome people with darkness because you are light pushing it back. And we are called with the message of Jesus to be on mission with the light of Jesus, the light of the world, to push back the darkness. So when you push back that darkness, you are pushing back the evil forces and the, and the demonic presence, and they know it. They're aware of it. And so he says, I know who Jesus is. I know. But listen, you're trying to, you're trying to bake this. You're trying to replicate this. And that's not going to work for you. No, not at all, man. It doesn't work in our lives spiritually. Uh, A greatest threat to to the enemy is, is someone that knows their, their, their calling and their potential and what truly God has called them to, because, Hey, uh, the enemy knows that, right? So he knows if you start tapping into that, I mean, what was he doing with Job? We didn't talk about Job. But he, was, he, he knew that if Job would tap into that belief system, right, that trust system, th- that, that nothing would be impossible for that man. And, and, and there came moments where it was being shook to its core but it because he, he was just trying every single thing. But at the end, he knew, he knew that if I can tap into the potential of my belief in God, in my obedience, in my love for him— that, that, that there's nothing under the sun that can stop the plan of God in my life, and there's power within that. And, uh, and yeah, man, you know, I love what you said, Pastor Tim, that we, we, we can't, we're not sitting here uh, trying to replicate one another, you know? Like, what we do here at Genesis Church in, in East Orlando is what God has called us to do, and that is, that is unique to all the call that we have and the mission that we have as a church. And just as it is different for any other church that's in Orlando or in this country, in this world. And We're so, not better than other exactly, people. Exactly. And I learned long ago, someone told me, don't be someone else's echo. And that has stuck Good. with me forever. I don't need to be someone else's echo. I have to be the person God intended me to be. That's good. You man. have to be the person God intended you to be. That's good. You know, this podcast, we are doing it the way God has asked us to do it. Yeah. How he chooses to use it. We're just being obedient with it, right? And this is what happens with Paul. It says that um, all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, verse 17, saw this and fear fell upon all of them. And the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. So because of this event, the name of Jesus is being shared and and told about. And then it says, um, many of of those who are now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. And a number of those who had practiced magical arts, dark magic, brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they continued to value them and found them to be 50,000 pieces of silver, the wealth of what they were giving up. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. So this is half the story. The story just keeps getting better. So here Paul's now in a synagogue, he's in and in, in the hall of Tyrannus. Now he's had this miraculous moment with evil spirits, and God is using every single piece of the story, and the gospel just keeps spreading. And now all these people caught up in witchcraft and black magic and dark magic and just all of that kind of stuff, they're bringing their stuff and burning it. Yeah. And it's it's valuable. Yeah. They're giving it up because they have realized they are on the wrong path that yeah. Jesus is who he claims to be. Well, says, this and, is amazing. And, and fear fell upon them, right? Yes. It's, it's a reverential fear, 
right? Or yep. uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like it's it's a conviction fear, correct. right? It's a acknowledgement that he is Lord. So, right? Someone once explained it this way, and I thought it was the best explanation ever of the fear of God. And they said, think of when you're driving down the road and a police officer comes up behind you. Mm. What do you immediately do? You check your speed. You check your seatbelt. You're not scared of the officer, but you know I better check to make everything I'm supposed to be doing is being done. He may not even be pulling you over. He's just come up behind you and you see him in your rearview mirror, yeah. right? And now all that's, that's, that's a great, just simple, applicable picture of the fear of God. Respect. In the presence of God Almighty, I need to be checking to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be yeah. doing. That's good. That's really good. So I, I think because many people have, they've correct. misinterpreted. They do. They like do. It's they scary. Do. Right. You right. Know, right. Like, but, but some people have no that, fear. Yeah. But that scary fear doesn't translate sometimes into true repentance. Yes. Right. Because I can instill a fear of discipline to my children. That's or, or some act of fear upon them, but it doesn't go to the root in trying to change them in that situation or their their way of going about it correct and so and no fear this, does either right if your yeah. kids are like my mom and i don't care yeah they're gonna do whatever they want to do it's true right so it's it's both yeah so this is where um we'll jump just a few verses to verse 23 of acts 19 um paul has resolved in a spirit to pass through macedonia and a few things happen but he's back at ephesus and and this is this is just riveting this part of the story to me it says about the time there arose no little disturbance concerning the way capital w so there's a disturbance about the christian faith about following jesus the followers of jesus for a man named demetrius a silversmith who had made silver shrines of artemis so artemis is the goddess of ephesus there's the temple to the great artemis she is the goddess of um what's the word i'm looking for here she is the goddess of fertility mm. you might say sexuality they believe that if they worship this goddess artemis then they would be blessed to have children and if they had made her mad, then that is why they couldn't bear children, right? So she's the one that gives life, and she's the one that can withhold life. She's the goddess of all things sexuality. You can you can Google, and they have pictures and statues, and you'll definitely know she's the goddess of fertility if you see them. Um, but they brought no little business to the craftsmen. These he gathered together with the workmen in similar trades and said, Men, you know that from this business we have our wealth. So we get our wealth from creating idols to the goddess Artemis. Mm. So we're, we, we in Ephesus, in this marketplace, we create false idols, people buy them, and this is how we make a living. You're, you're messing right? with our money. You're messing with our money, ready? Ooh. So they say, and you see in here that not only in Ephesus, but in almost all of Asia, this Paul, this guy, has persuaded and turned away a great many people, saying that gods made with hands are not gods, Right? And there's danger, not only that this trade of ours may come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis may be counted as nothing, and that she may even be disposed from her magnificence, she whom all of Asia and the world worships. So there's a disturbance because now the whole marketplace is being disrupted by Paul and believers in Jesus. We live in a day and time 
where we some want to rock the boat and some don't, <laughs> right? Some some want things to be a certain way, some don't. You think about all things uh, Target earlier this year, right? You're disrupting the stuff we want to sell to a certain group of people by saying that you're going to boycott and not come in and buy our stuff. There's a disturbance in this, mm. right? So you can make some great correlations within this story, but it continues. When they heard this, they were enraged and were crying out, okay? Um, they, were, they were crying out, great is Artemis of the Ephesians. So now they're yelling. We see this on a daily basis right now. We have seen this since COVID. The marching, the, 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 the rioting, the protesting, the yelling, right? So the city was filled with confusion, so much confusion that they rushed together into the theater, which is a massive theater. So think of like Roman Colosseum type deal. The whole city goes into the theater because of what's taking place. And they drag with them Gaius and Aristarchus of Macedonia, who were Paul's companions in travel. So his disciples. Yeah. Paul's making disciples just like Jesus made disciples. But listen to this. When Paul wished to go in among the crowd, the disciples would not let him. Now, some scholars think about this. They say at this point in time, they believe Paul might have been about the age of like 80. Wow. He's not young Paul. He's older Paul. And even if he's 50, they drag his two young disciples in the arena with thousands of people from the city in it yelling, great is Artemis. They're all angry that these men have showed up and disturbed their marketplace of false idols. And Paul wants in. He wants to be in there. He's that type of dude. He's that man. Like, if there's something going down, put me in there. And they're trying to drag him back and pull him out. And he wants in. Wow. My man is bold. <laughs> That's good, man. Okay. And now some cried out one thing uh, in verse 32. Now some cried out one thing, some, some another, for the assembly was in confusion, and most of them did not know why they had come together. <laughs> That's the best line, I believe, in the whole New Testament. They don't even know. Like, like, like obviously, all things Jesus and crucifixion. Yes. But the funniest line in the Bible is that thousands of people go in this arena, and they're chanting, great is Artemis. And Indeed. some are there and like, I don't know why I'm here. Do you know why you're here? <laughs> no, everybody else is here, so I'm just here. Hold on for a second. Think modern day right now. Yeah. Think COVID protests. Think what we're seeing right now with Israel-Palestine. People just running to universities, joining protests, not even knowing what they're about. As we said, some of these students that are chanting from the, from the river to the sea, which is a derogatory term that we want to annihilate Israel from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, they're just chanting it. They don't even know why. Everyone else is chanting it, and I think we're just for this cause, like they're because they're for this cause, and we'll just start chanting it with you. It's happening then. Greatest Artemis, greatest Artemis. Wait a second. Why are you here? I don't know. Why are you here? I don't know. Everybody else is here, so we just came. Like, I think it's hysterical. We saw this at COVID. You, you bottle up a bunch of people and put them on lockdown. And then there were protests and there were marches. And we can argue whether all of them were should have been done or maybe some should have, some shouldn't have. But guarantee you there were students that were like, Mom, I've been stuck in the house for months on lockdown. 
but even though we're on lockdown, I'm allowed to go march in the streets of my city for this protest. So they just ran down and joined it. This is why we had looting and this is why we had fighting because they didn't know the cause. They just wanted to be there because they had been locked up in their house and somehow by being in the march, they were okay to be out of their house. It was no different then than it is right now. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. And so Paul wants in and then it tells us this. Um, Some of the crowd prompted Alexander whom the Jews had put forward and Alexander motioning with his hand wanted to make a defense to the crowd. But when they recognized that he was a Jew for about two hours, they all cry out with one voice, greatest Artemis of the Ephesians. So they just drown him out. Oh, you're a Jew. We're just going to keep screaming. We're going to keep shouting. We're not going to let you speak. I mean, it's like we're watching the news back in biblical times right now. Right. And when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, finally, he said, men of Ephesus, who is there, who is there who does not know that the city of, of Ephesians is a temple keeper of the great Artemis and of the sacred stone that fell from the sky? So they have this whole different belief system, right? Seeing then that these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash. For you have brought these men here who are neither sacrilegious nor blasphemers of our goddess. So what he tells you is that, Paul didn't walk in and just say, you're worshiping the same, the wrong God or the wrong goddess. Paul walked in and said, let me tell you about Jesus. Mm. Right? So he didn't do anything sacrilegious. He wasn't blasphemous about our goddess. He didn't come in and feel like what I have to do is disprove you. He came in and said, let me tell you about who Jesus is, the culmination of God's full story. He kept the main thing, the main thing. It's like we say, you want to know a counterfeit dollar bill? Those who know a counterfeit dollar bill, they study the real thing. They don't study the fake thing because when they see the fake thing, they know it's not the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So he tells them this. He says, as, as we close out, he says, but if you seek anything further, it shall be settled in the regular assembly. For we really are in danger of being charged with rioting today. So we're going against our own rules in our own city by what we're doing. Since there's no cause that we can give just to justify this commotion. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the crowd and the uproar ceased. The uproar ceased, it tells us in chapter 20, verse 1. And Paul sent for the disciples and after encouraging them, he said farewell. Mm. So now he's on. Now he's on. But he shows up in the city for over two years with the gospel of Jesus, the message, he's on mission, there are miracles. The whole city's in an uproar because he's brought Jesus with him. People in dark magic are giving up that darkness. The city has no idea. They're just in confusion over the transformation that's taking place. The merchants are mad because they're losing money. And one guy stands up, not even a Christian, and says, these guys have really actually done nothing illegal. They've just shown up talking about this guy, Jesus. And it's caused a riot, and that's against our laws. We need to cease and go home. And Paul takes his disciples and goes on, my work is done. I have brought Jesus. Some want it, some don't. Some will accept it, some will reject it. Some will come give their stuff to be burned yeah. because they know it's that wrong. Others will go into the arena and shout and chant and try to be louder than the person speaking. 
Paul's afraid of none of it. Put me in the synagogue. Put me in the hall of Tyrannus. Put me in the arena. I want to be wherever I need to be proclaiming who Jesus is. This story to me just is awesome. Fires you up. It that's, does. It's, that's incredible, man. I, I love his approach. I love, I love the approach that he takes in regards to just not having to, I'm not fighting with you here. Like, this is, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit and tell you what's wrong. I'm not, you know, I, I'm going to tell you what the way is. I'm going to tell you how he's transformed my life. I'm going to tell you the miracles that I've seen, you know, and if you want it, take it. If you don't, I, I did, I didn't, I did, I did, I did, I did the call. I, right. I fulfilled it. I now I'm moving on the to the next place of Jesus Christ. And so for someone out there, man, listen, that's what it is. You can't, we've said this before, you, 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 you're not in charge of changing somebody's life. All you are in charge of is being obedient and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. The changing, the transformation, that's all in God's hands. He does all that. We do the work of evangelism, the work of spreading the good news, not only in our, our, our way of speaking, but in our conduct, in the way that we hold ourselves, in the way that we present ourselves, everything, it's all-encompassing. That is a message for people. And to be quite honest with you, um, actions speak louder, more louder than words these days. And your life and the way that you are, are purposeful uh, and intentional about, about uh, living your life, applying these things, if your faith into your life, injecting it in all your decisions, people see that. And uh, there's a family... Uh, that that is in Genesis right now. That my my family and I, we we ran into, and this family has heard a lot of 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 the gospel throughout years and years. They they know they they've heard it. If if, if it's been said, they've heard it. Our our prayer was when we met this family was God, let our actions speak your gospel, and that's what we've approached it as. When the moments come where they need uh, spiritual wisdom and guidance and encouragement, yes, we'll provide that for them. But what we want to do is showcase our life to them in our decision-making, in the way that we raise our children, in what we will do and will not do. We want to show Christ through that. And I'll tell you, that's been one of the biggest messages that we've been able to portray to their life. And they're, they're, they're actively serving in Genesis now because of that approach. I'm not saying that that's the one and only approach, but that, that there, there is so much richness in that, man, and, yeah. and, and that people not only hear you, but they see your life. And that's where we're going with all of this, man. Chad said on weeks. Sunday, he said, Paul had an unshakable trust in God. Yeah, man. So, like, that's, that's how you see him as you watch him. That's good. You know, it's like... If my life's going to end in the arena, yeah. there's thousands of people in here angry. They are all chanting for their false God, and I'll be the one standing in the dirt. You think of like the Gladiator movie. Yeah. Are you not entertained? <laughs> you know, like just in the midst of all of them. Yeah. I'll stand right here and proclaim Jesus. Yeah. It may be the last breath I take in this place. They might start throwing things at me. They may riot and come down out of the stands at me. I'm proclaiming Jesus, an unshakable trust in the message and mission yeah. because of the miracles he'd experienced. And we have to live that way. God is calling us in this day and time to rise up and to live with an unshakable trust in him 
with the gospel of Jesus and the never-ending story of God matters. If it's changed your life, you speak about it, you talk about it, you share it, you let people know about it. You don't have to sit there and continue to bash what they think or believe in the moment that is in contradiction to what you believe. Just let them see and hear the goodness of God. Mm. It will draw them to him. They will see a different way. That's why the believers are called. Yeah. The way, way, capital W, the way of life was causing a disturbance. Why do people hate Christianity out of all religions? They respect Muslims. They respect Hindus. There's something about the message of Jesus because it pushes back darkness. Mm. And, and those, those dark forces, they can't take it. You can talk about anything else because it doesn't matter to us. You talk about Jesus, it's going to disturb and disrupt some things. <laughs> and, and, and we see it in Scripture. That's the we truth, experience man. in our lives, and this is the never-ending story that we're part of. That's great, man. That's great. Well, I'm excited, man. Thank you guys for those that have just been with us. 46 episodes in, man. We can't believe it. It's been great. Each one is rich. We encourage you guys, if you're new with us, go check out episode one, two, three, all the way down. Binge yourself into our next episode. Uh, but you can find all that at Spotify and iTunes. And we would love for you guys to give us a review on any one of those platforms. It just helps us reach more people and really be uh, open up our exposure to uh to many different areas but we're uh, also on tiktok instagram youtube you can watch us live you want to see the new swag so you need to go check out youtube because you're gonna really love it um but all of that is in our instagram Sunday we'll podcast. post it we'll post yep. it on the instagram we'll have that available for you guys too but uh any questions anything throughout um any podcast, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. So it's email us at postsundaypodcast at gmail.com. Send us some questions. We'd love to be a part of the conversation with you and help answer those questions to the best of our ability. But uh, we can't wait to be back with you guys next week for episode 47. But until next time, grace and peace. Thanks for listening to the Post Sunday Podcast. Presented by Genesis Church, a place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando and at Post Sunday Podcast. Till next time, grace and peace to all of you.